Listener, you are listening to the Come On Red Men podcast. This week we're going to discuss an absolute heart attack of a match against Newcastle where Liverpool barely scraped out a 2-1 victory only to then draw against Everton three days later in a nil-nil absolute slog fest. After that, we'll discuss the rest of the Premier League from the week and we'll take our first look at the Champions League. All right, guys, let's talk about the very, very intense match against Newcastle. Uh, a lot to talk about here. Um, tactically, there's a lot to talk about. Um, the shithousery and the time-wasting, the frustration from that, and then our, uh, our young boy getting that last-minute goal to win in the 98th minute, 97th minute, something in there. Um, so, uh, who wants to start? Who wants to bat leadoff? Uh, Tom, Neil, tell me what you think. I like that we won. <laughs> that, was a, that was definitely a positive. Yeah, to win two times in a row. That's good. Um, I liked what I saw. Um, I break down the play, uh, but overall, I liked our attacking. I liked how we were getting that vibe of like, this is what we play for. This is what we do. But I didn't see that in the in the Everton game as much. I think well, it gave me so much uh, anticipation. I think we thought might have cracked it. You know, I came off the the back of two wins, and I was thinking, yeah, you know, this is going to be the turn of our season. Getting that Klopp time winner, you know, getting down the back. road and beating up on the rivals, carrying in that. Hand, you know. Yeah, handing Newcastle their first loss of the season after they played City so tough. Yeah. I was like. Yeah, and then it all came to me crashing down a little bit later in the week. So I guess we yeah. should mention this was a two-game week for us. Uh, Newcastle Wednesday, and then it was Everton Saturday. So we're just going to cover them both, I guess, because there's really Chalk, no reason to split them up. <laughs> Oil and water, is that what they say in this oh, country? Oil and water. Oil and vinegar, is that what you say? Oil and water. Oil and water, we yeah. say chalk and cheese, so... Chalk and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I've never heard that before. That's pretty good. Um, with the Newcastle game, um, at one point we had six up front. You know, we were attacking. Unlucky a few times not to score. But, yeah, it kind of gets frustrated right at the end. That All that time wasting. Pope hitting the deck and being on the deck for like, what, 90 seconds? Well, he hit the deck in the first minute. I don't know whether that was real or not. but That one looked real to me. You the think? rest of them all looked like. Given the yeah, whole... he took some pills. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, but given the whole, <laughs> yeah, they did. They they were handing him like ibuprofen or something. Yeah, that's yeah. Pop in some Energizer batteries. <laughs> See how you go. But given the fact that they shit house pretty much the entire game. Yeah. At yeah. the time, I thought that was genuine. I was like, oh, that's a, a, unfortunate. And I think they were also selling their um, backup goalkeeper Dubravka. I don't know if he actually ended up going into the transfer window, but but he was meant to be on his way out. And I was like, oh, this could be interesting. No keeper. But then now when I think back of it, I think it was just shit housing right from the beginning. It really was. It would have been some some really inter- that's an interesting way to start the game shit house. Like, and yeah, you're right. Looking back at it, you go, well, I believe anything could have been possible at that point. But for your keeper to go down for that long, that early, that's kind of a weird move. Well, didn't I send you that picture of uh, Fabinho walking toward the cup with like three players down? Yeah, they're all laying around. It's like they were doing yoga or something. This is football, man. you got to stay on your feet. It's kind of in the name. 
I mean, Eddie Howe may have a point. I don't really think he does, but he may have a point. He said, you know, it was a physical game, a fast game. They came off one day less rest than us. I think oh, BS. They ran around pretty hard and really gave it their all. And so, as opposed to the other team not running around hard and giving it their all, I don't disagree with you, Nick. It was a, it was a, a performance you never expect to see from Newcastle. Quite frankly, they're a team that's you know prides themselves. The Northeast in general prides themselves of being hard men. Yeah, and uh, you know. To see them going down like a... Well, let's look back. You're saying just, a H. They don't say H's up there. <laughs> if you look back to last Bounty. spring when we played them at the end of the season, they did almost the exact same thing. They bullied the hell out of us on defense and then laid around. See, that's the problem. You see, Eddie Howe's a Southern Jesse. He's brought that bone uh, of palm trees um, style <laughs> to, the no- to the northeast and uh, they've taken the north out of the northeast. It's you a nice little There's no palm trees in Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's sunny on there. It's like the, 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 the Costa del England. This is the fourth time we've mentioned how sunny and seaside lovely town it is. <laughs> I've never been to Bournemouth. <laughs> well, no, Tom has. That's how we know what it is. <laughs> I've been to Brighton and East Bournemouth, but never Bournemouth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was an, it was a frustrating it was a frustrating fixture with a very pleasant result. I think they ended up having to eat what they 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 made by yeah. doing that. I mean, their time wasting. You heard everyone complaining at the end of the match. How come they got extra time on top of the extra time? Well, when you're laying around during the extra time, shit housing and 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 whatnot. Um, there should have been seven minutes in the first half for all of the uh, delays there. So I, yeah. it was only four, I think. So I was I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk about the new Swedish guy for Newcastle. Oh, he looked awesome. Isak. He yes. did look awesome. Uh, yes. We he said we were worried about very him. much of Peter Crouch. Uh, maybe it was just the bandy legs. Interesting. <laughs> uh, but Not his... very many people in the world ever remind me of Peter Crouch. So, <laughs> so at one point, I saw him on a daily basis. He's a cool guy. Um, Trent Miss pass, crossfield, Hendo mistouched it. Really, it up, really bad And sequence. then... He went to defend the ball, which left Isak open, mm-hmm. led to the goal. A little unfortunate by us, but what a player he looks like. Finished, took it beautifully. Yeah. yeah. And his offsides disallowed goal was also a really beautiful sequence. Very marginal. I do think it was the right decision, but incredibly marginal. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd love to talk at, at some point. We can talk about what can we do about the offside trap We'll get some week at some point when we've got a dead week, and maybe we can talk about it then. But um, but yeah, it's it's not working for me the offside thing at the moment. It seems to be defeating the spirit of the game. Totally good, great plays. You have got goals that are getting disallowed, and then there were some crazy other decisions this week, which uh, with VAR as oh, well. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, some odd odd VAR. I really liked VAR in general, and I do think they got it right on the Isak second. The disallowed goal there, but um, but yeah, something doesn't quite feel as though it's football anymore. There. Yeah, do you see the Crystal Palace it's a bit nitpicky. where he pushes them into the goalkeeper? Like yeah. VAR should have picked that up straight away. Mm-hmm. Like that should have been a you penalty get, inwards or yeah. whatever. A right decision made into a wrong decision. Yeah, so, and well, they went back on themselves and apologized. Uh, yeah, Christ it wouldn't. It wouldn't be an episode. It's of, work now. It wouldn't be an episode of Come On Red Man if I didn't. Uh, if I didn't liken it to my other favorite sport, baseball, but that's kind of what oh. we're finding in baseball as well, is you get a steal at... Hold on. We'll get a steal at second base, and it's very clear the runner gets it, but the 
the second baseman will hold the tag on. And because there's a centimeter of space where the, the runner is off base, even just for a split second. Do you understand any of that? I heard American, 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 American. <laughs> some someday, someday you'll know, you'll. I know you'll where second there. base is, but I might be thinking of something else. The problem is, is when we're when we're splitting hairs, when we're splitting hairs over goals, where it's like you got to really look at it and go, okay, that was what it was meant to be, even if there is some kind of really fine right, technical. Right, exactly. Error. I get you. I get your point. It's the feet of the spirit of the game. Right, so, right. Yeah, and I fully too. agree. And I think technology is having that effect, not just in football, but in a lot of sports. I'll go as far as say that Rashford's goal should have stood against us. Uh, I think it was Rashford's goal. Rashford's goal did stand against us. Yeah. But, um, but didn't they have a second one there that was disallowed? Sancho had, you mean against United? Yeah. Uh, Rashford was the one that we got into a tiff at the, the pub about with, with some <laughs> other folks. Uh, and yeah, that was, I didn't, I don't like it, but right. the rule is the rule as we discussed then. And we're saying now, yeah, technically who was it? Gomez that, that was yeah, just, just, I mean, it was his hair because yes. he's got an Afro. Yeah. You know, if he if he was bald, yeah, it wouldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. know I mean? He was Brad Friedel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Joel Matip. Um I mean, spiritually speaking, Rashford was offsides, but because of the rule, the rule is the rule, and and it. Yeah, yeah so there's something a little bit off there. Um, I'd love to I'd say another episode. We can when there's a dead week, we can perhaps talk about perhaps some alternatives there, or what we can do, and what rule changes that we'd like to see. But yeah, back to the Newcastle game. Um, Bobby's goal. Let's talk about Bobby's yeah, goal. Can I go back just one moment? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Joe Linton foul on Elliot when the entire crowd shouted oh. the word man on. They are the days I miss at Anfield. Right. <laughs> when everybody is on that field together. Yeah, um, agreed. And I, I don't know if it was mentioned on commentary here, but it was mentioned on commentary on what I was watching. <laughs> oh, really? Did they? Yeah. They, they were like, everyone just shouted man on. Did anyone hear that? Oh, I, mean, I, I yelled it in the pub actually at the time. I yeah, think you so did. It was a, wasn't that fantastic of, uh, of, the, of the crowd. And that was a 12th man. And I do think the crowd you know, made a difference for, for Liverpool in, in the game. Especially yeah. at the end there. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that second half when it was just an all-out attack, you could, you could hear Anfield rocking. We're going back to your six attackers on the field. Does that kind of get into some of the midfield struggles we're, we're having? Because I think normally you'd bring on some more creative midfielders, not just more attackers, but I don't think Klopp had a lot of choice. It was almost like a frustration substitute where Klopp was like, I'm sick and tired of nothing happening. Yeah. Send out everyone. Have you ever seen The Professional with Gary Oldman? So, okay. Where, where he's, he's, they're going, they're going to attack Leon... And, oh, yes, and he's yes. going. Sorry, it's called everyone. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's two names, whatever. But that's that felt like what Klopp has. I'm watching it happen. I'm going. Yeah, this is this is the Gary Oldman moment from Leon. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it worked, but I didn't like it at the time. High risk, high reward. Yeah, we had Simi, Darwin, Fabio. No, not Darwin. Uh, it says D in my thing. So. <laughs> DS. Yeah, maybe Diaz. it was Diaz. It was Diaz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Darwin was, uh, was still definitely... suspended. <laughs> Use uh, more than one letter, Tom? Definitely. <laughs> Who's the other F? Fabinho. <laughs> this is a podcast, right? <laughs> it was Fabinho. Uh, Salah and Elliot. Yeah, it was... It was it, I mean, they, they were... They, it was like a wave of bodies. And really, they didn't leave, we didn't leave their half for most of that. Because that, that, those subs came on at the 71st minute. And after that, I, I don't remember Newcastle really getting back into our side at all. 
A um, little bit here and there, but nothing significant. Your hero, James Milner, made his 820th appearance. Unreal. Uh, I continue to think, after the two games this week, that Milner has been a freaking awesome player again this year. Yes, there were times in the Everton game where he came on playing right back where he certainly was no Trent, um, and there were times when his speed, or lack of it, did look a liability. But I still thought on the balance of those two games, and even on the Everton game, I thought um, I still think Milner's having a great season. Agreed. Yeah. I was wearing his shirt today and uh, ran into Lewis's wife at the grocery store. She said, there's only one person in Simsbury that would be wearing a James Milner shirt. <laughs> and that would be you. Just... Well, <laughs> unless you had one. I don't have a James Milner shirt. I, uh, I, my shirt choices this year, I've, I, I, normally I don't think I have this like ability to influence events in the world, but uh, and, and in soccer games and so. Uh, but this year, I, I've worn the same shirt for our two wins, and I wore all my other shirts for the, uh, for the other crappy games. And so uh, you wore so, your 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 maroon collared one for the wins, right? Yeah. So ah. uh, so so yeah, definitely have to go with a with a. I think I'm affecting things. It's definitely my shirt choice is doing it. Okay. Totally. And it's where you sit at the bar. <laughs> yeah, it's where you sit. It's your predictions. Keep them true. It's your hair. The funny way you walk. <laughs> <laughs> the funny way you talk. It's going to be like another baseball reference again. They're all, they're all, the baseball guys are the most superstitious guys I've ever 100% known. 100% don't ever watch a Mets game with me because you're just going to look at me like I'm a lunatic. <laughs> I'm not even joking. There's so much. No change the head, Nick. That's why I don't go out for the games. I stay home. <laughs> You hear me, uh, you'll hear me from down the road in May, like they're in the World Series. It's ridiculous. Anyway. How many games in baseball? 162 in the regular season. I, you did. I was going to say 165, so it would have been slightly off. Uh, depending on, I mean, if there's play-ins and stuff. So, yeah. the season really starts when the playoffs start then, right? Mm, no, every game counts, man. I hate to. I hate I to. Love winding him up. I know. <laughs> You'd have to try really a lot don't. harder to really wind don't. me up. Hundred and sixty-two. Ridiculous. It's awesome. I it's love. Almost it. like Liverpool season last year. I, I yeah right. They came in a few games shy of one hundred and sixty-two last year. Um, all right. Anything else on Newcastle? Uh, I don't have much else other than it was just kind of frustrating until the end. Uh, Salah, we mentioned how Salah had... Two assists? Yeah, but Salah had 19 out of 21 complete passes, uh, four dribbles, he had, the, he had the most dribbles in the game, mm-hmm. um, most key passes at six, and obviously two assists. So he actually showed up for that game, but wasn't a scorer himself. I feel like we're really hard on him when he's not putting the ball in the back of the net, but he's his presence on the pitch is... is... Now, his job's to put the ball in the back of the net. Yes, but here's my counterpoint. At all times, he had three people around him, and that was my last point yeah. on Salah. Yeah. Which, we've actually talked about this once before, with when Salah's got three people around him, that's two of the Liverpool players who should be free. And then if you're moving the ball fast, oh wait, we're not. But if you're moving <laughs> the ball fast, then Salah is doing a job because he's put so So yeah, okay, I'll take my point back. Until we talk about the Everton game. I mean, I'm, yeah, well, he was not great for that. Uh, We had six shots on target out of 15 to Newcastle's two out of five, which means, and 72% possession versus 28. 
I just don't know how we're not scoring more. This but has the been possession a is laboured. I know. The I possession, know. there's a lot of back and forth, back to Allison, back to some of my dad now. They just pass the, they just pass the ball bloody sideways. That's what my dad says. Too much money in the game. Is that wrong? <laughs> you have to put on that barrel accent. <laughs> I just had to revert back to type. But yeah, it, there's a lot of possession in in nowhere. Not nothing yeah. threatening. The the last possession ball, for nothing. But yeah, the last ball this year. Diaz's last ball, I don't think it's been that great. He I mean he did make the goal, but. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Last ball hasn't been great. Last ball hasn't been great from Harvey Elliott sometimes either for mm-hmm. all of his great work. Um, Trent variable last ball in different games. Um, Everton game, for example. Um, well, Trent seems to be night great. and day. Yeah. You, you know what kind of Trent you're getting from the first ten minutes, and it's not he 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 doesn't seem to be. We see it from other players where they'll have a rough start and then get. Better as the game goes on, they settle in or they adjust. With Trent, it's like if he's good, he's good right from the beginning. If he's bad, he's bad from the beginning, and there's not a lot of change. Who got man of the match for that game? Oh, for Newcastle? Yeah. I want to say it was Carvalho, no? Oddly enough, the channel I was watching, it was Isak. And it was mentioned before the last goal. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I would agree with that if, if I'm an unbiased fan. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. A, it's actually... He had a great game. Much. He was yeah. very, very good. Re- regardless of the result, he was great. Um, we should mention that that game could have been a lot different if uh, Alan St. Maximum was in, which True. he was not. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. Uh, that, that goal by Fabio, happy birthday. He oh, turned man, 20 yeah. the day before. Yeah. And just, I mean... The, that felt like one of those ones where where it, where it all like went in slow, slow motion, motion and you see the yeah. ball and you're just like, oh my God, someone do something. Well, yeah, it reminded me actually of the Origi goal against Everton. Is yeah. that no, no, it reminded me of the Luis Garcia uh, okay. penalty. Okay. Yeah, it was just, for me, it was the, you saw the ball kind of going over, you saw, and I say in the, in the Pickford goal um, a couple of years ago, where it bounced off the Pickford's, Pickford's hand yeah. on top of the bar and then Origi nodded it in. Yeah, you could see the ball bobbling. You're like, somebody put it in the goal. Yeah. That was my similar vein of the Cavallo one. Cavallo one is, uh, yeah, and it, yeah, he turned, he hit it very nicely. Yeah. You oh, know, was you know what? He knew where the goal is, and that has been a criticism of mine for Salah and continues to be. But yeah, knowing where the goal is is super important in those moments. You keep saying that, and it's funny. Right before I came over here to start the the recording, I was watching an interview with Alan Shearer. I was I was telling Tom when I when I walked in, and he's talking about. His greatest strength, that seems to me, listening to him go back and, and watch all of his own goals and discussing them, is his awareness of what's going on around him. It's not how he strikes the ball. Obviously, he's, you know, he is the greatest in the Premier League era. Uh, but it's, his, it's how he talks about what's going on around him. Haaland's goal against um, Palace this weekend, same deal. Unreal. You know... He's always in the right place. He seems to have this uncanny ability, and we took it very nicely. But he's got ridiculous, like six goals in the six-yard box. But he's just—he's just always seems to be in the right place at the right time. He's Gary Lineker. It's crazy, or Alan Shearer. Alan yeah. Shearer. Yeah, just um, always been in the right place. Not Luis Garcia goal. It was the Javi Alonso goal, where it's penalty run up. Oh, okay. Yeah, miss, yes. saved, yes. scramble. 
Yeah, those are those are tough, especially when when you're you, you know like the game is on the line there, and just seeing the ball up in the air, and then even the way the ball went into the net, it went through Pope's hands, and then he kind of fell backwards, and like we're all at the pub and and we're trying to see like wait what happened? Did that actually go in the back? And then you see everyone running away and excited, and you're like, I think it went in because it was just the way the angle was. You, it, it looked really deceiving for that split second. Before everyone's carrying each other around the pub and screaming and yelling, <laughs> I pulled my groin because someone picked me up weird. Sorry. No, I think it was. I, I think it might no, have been Jack. No, it was me who picked you up weird. Oh, was it? I remember thinking about the later, and I'm like, well, that was kind of weird. So. <laughs> ah, worth it. Worth it. Uh, I don't want to watch it back on the um, on, on the security on the AR. camera. Footage, <laughs> the security camera footage from the pub because it's going to look really weird. So we get marked to delete those tapes. <laughs> They're missing tapes, huh? Oh man. All right, it's like Watergate. <laughs> I am. I want to ask you guys what you think of uh, Bobby because his last couple of games have been absolutely stellar. Well, we look better with Bobby on the field um, than we do with Darwin, unfortunately. But we haven't looked great with Bobby earlier in the season. So yeah, yeah, maybe he's just kind of getting into the rhythm of things. Was maybe. it? Was he like he had like a small injury or something like that to start the season? Didn't he? Yeah, or am he, I misremembering? He was out during preseason. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe he just needed a couple of, yeah. of games to get back into it. But his goal against Newcastle was brilliant. It's a great pass in from Salah, and he just was it really a no look? I saw some pictures afterwards, but I wasn't sure if they'd been doctored. I, I don't. I didn't really put much time into looking into okay. it. It was just it was a great looking goal. That's all. I don't I know. know whether it was no look or not. I mean, knowing Bobby, it's like, is it? Because yeah, no, it was a. It's just a great goal. Um, and then I still see this problem. We saw it in Newcastle. We saw it really badly in Everton, is what you were talking about, Neil. The midfield just not pressing fast enough, us losing a lot of pace, and then the opposition, just they just stack up in the box, and that low block, if, if we give them time, they're going to jump on that every single time. Well, sometimes they were just picking the wrong pass. Um, yeah, there's but a lot in years, of wayward passes. Yeah, yeah, in years past, we picked the right pass, and we were very incisive with our passing, and not so much now. I've seen it from Diaz a little bit too, as well. I saw it from Trent. Um, Elliot, again, it's looked great, but sometimes not quite the right ball. It's just, it's not quite clicking uh, for, for Liverpool right now. Maybe, you know, Shorter preseason, maybe we just need some some more time. We come good in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. We're not terribly placed. Mm-hmm. I think City probably are going to run away with it. But um, I think Arsenal are going to give them a run for money though. I did until United just put three. Well, were United good or were Arsenal just a bit poor? Because I think a better team would have won that game against United. Yeah, but that's that's the problem. That's why I'm not sure that they're going to give um, City a, a run for it. Um, I, I think it may be a runaway a league title for, for City this year. It's still early, so I'm holding out hope. But, it, I mean, nothing would surprise me with City. Well, let's take a quick break. And we're back from the break. Let's take a look at the results from the previous week. We've got double games for everyone. Uh, We'll start with Tuesday. Not a lot of super interesting results, except for one glaring one for me, and that's Chelsea and Saints. Saints won 2-1. Yeah, bit of a shocker. 
Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, didn't see that one coming. Yeah, yeah Chelsea have, uh, again, been pretty spotty, though. You know, um, good games, bad games. The uh, I, uh, Sterling, a couple of goals in um, his uh, in the two games prior to this. And uh, I thought he would do, do more, and I thought Southampton would roll over. So, yeah, a bit of a shocker. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree completely. Uh, very surprising. I feel like we're seeing this trend, though, with all of the, the, the quote-unquote big clubs. So Chelsea, United, Liverpool, I mean, everyone but City and Arsenal seem to be stuttering out of the gate. And Chelsea, j- just as much as anyone we're seeing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that he was looking for a centre-forward with Tuchel, and he's got Aubameyang coming in. And, uh, there's talk of him playing this, uh, starting this week in the European game. But, um, but yeah, so maybe that's a missing piece for Tuchel. But... Um, but yeah, I still don't like Chelsea. Nah, me neither. No, don't like them. Don't like them. I'm not overly impressed with them. I know they'll play us like demons because they always do. But yeah, that rivalry only goes back to 2004. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing there. I, yeah. They're not a club that I ever worried about until uh, all the new money came in. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. How about Wednesday? We saw City. Well, Arsenal beat Villa, so there's. Mm-hmm. holding on to their lead at the top of the table. That was a 2-1 result. And then City absolutely brutalized Forrest. No, 6-0. No, we brutalized Forrest. They just brushed around Forrest. No, we brutalized Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we haven't Bournemouth. played Forrest yet. So, I did warn about it last <laughs> week. <laughs> on, the, on the podcast last week, I said, if Cooper comes out and plays the game that Cooper always plays, mm-hmm. which is trying to do the high-passing, beautiful game that we all love, mm-hmm. then they're going to get obliterated. And that's exactly what happened. Um, so, Absolutely nailed yeah, it. 6-0 six, six wasn't really a surprise. Um, I think I even may have called it in the... Um, in the uh, in the predictions, so so yeah, um, not a surprise, but I my, think you did call it because yeah. I have five now written, and you were one after me, <laughs> yeah. so you were definitely six. Ah. My word, does Haaland look good? Another oh, yeah. hat trick, not attractive, but good. No, he's, <laughs> he's not a good-looking kid by any stretch of the mind. He looks like a gremlin, but he can play football very, very well. We were just talking about this in our last segment. He's just always in the right place right at, the, place right at the right time. He just his awareness, his pace is unbelievable. How quickly he can turn it on! Oh, speed of his shots, um, the accuracy knows where the goal is. We're talking knows about where it. the goal is, yeah. which is important for a striker. Yeah. Um, well, so he's just made a terrifying team that much scarier, both in his appearance and in the way well, they play football. The Viking is uh, pillaging goals from everyone. God, is he ever terrifying. Uh, in other results, we had West Ham drawing with Spurs 1-1. Again, Spurs very spotty. Yeah. You know? um, happy with that result. Again, uh, you look at the table and... We're not too far off Liverpool and um, uh, right now. And with all of the spotty form of all the top teams and Arsenal just dropping points, and we'll get to it in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it, it's got a, an awful look about it with City there. Um, but as good as they've been and as good as Haaland's been, they've still drawn twice. They've drawn yeah. twice and, and so, won three. Yeah. 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 Tottenham below have drawn twice and won three. I mean, these There's are all good third. teams. I like seeing Brighton up there still. That's yeah, kind of cool. That's kind of cool. So let's see. what Who did they play this week? We had Brighton playing against Leicester. Fulham, oh, who they lost to on Tuesday. 
Mm. And then, yes. Yeah, the loss to Fulham. That's a bit of a shock. I was very surprised to see that. Very surprised. Fulham, again, have uh, overperformed. I say it every week. I'll keep saying it until it comes true. I still think they're going to go down. <laughs> they're going down, right? I say it every week. You also predict that Liverpool's going to win. So uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe oh, we should do a podcast soon. with something different that I know something about. Taking you with a handful of salt. <laughs> and Fulham's only one point below us. Uh, so if they're going down, I don't know what that means for us. Thanks for that, Nick. <laughs> yeah. United beats Leicester on Thursday in the only Everyone fixture. beats Leicester. Yeah, it seems that way, which means we will struggle mightily, I'm sure. <laughs> and that brings us to Saturday. Uh, we saw Brentford beat Leeds 5-2, which I think was kind of a surprising result, if you've been paying attention. It was a surprising result. I mean, Brentford's second season syndrome, I think you know we thought they might struggle a little bit. Um, I don't think anybody's had them tip for relegation, but, um, but yeah... Uh, Five goals against a pretty good lead side. Jesse Marsh has got leads playing way better than I expected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, but Thomas Frank, what a job he's doing at Brentford. Yeah, yeah, really good, really, really good. Where do they sit in the table right now? Eight. They're eight. They're under us. That's that's surprising, man. We're only above them on goal difference. Which I'll take with that 9 nil victory over Bournemouth. But um, we also saw, speaking of Bournemouth, Picked up a win against uh, not Forest. Shocking. I mean, Forest took a two 0 lead there early, yeah. and I thought, "Oh, here we go again." And I tuned in later on, and you just couldn't do the job. And yeah, it was crazy. I we all thought that Forest were going to be the team that stayed up, and uh, they twenty two signings in the transfer window. Yeah, it was insane. Maybe that's too many, and. Uh, but, uh, well, there's no way they can have any real cohesion well, with that no many new players. Well, there's no way they can have more than 11 on the field at times. So. Yeah, that too. It's just it's a very bizarre transfer window they had that seems to really having a, a down effect on them. They seem to be planning for the future to try and have a big squad and see who develops. And, you know, a young squad, but nobody can compete with Brighton, quite frankly. Brighton, um, three players outgoing in the transfer window, they brought... Young talent in, they keep bringing young talent in, and Graham Potter just keeps getting doing a fantastic job there. And we saw them pick up another big win on Sunday. I hate to jump ahead even a little bit, but they just won 5-2 again. Yeah, yeah. just incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, Leicester, I said last week that I thought that uh, Steve Gerrard may be the first guy out. He wasn't, as we know now. Um, but um, but Brendan Rodgers commented on this last week as well. He... I do think Leicester need to get a new manager because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I just uh, can't see Rodgers getting any more out of that team. I mean, and and I think we discussed this last week, so we won't pray into it too much. But yeah, I don't know if it's a money thing. I don't know if they just have if it's stinginess. You don't see a lot of activity going on in the team, and clearly something isn't working. So the fact that they just kind of sat on their hands, it's not surprising to see them drop as many games as they have. Now, if we're going to talk about things we said last week, I talked about Doug Ellis still being in charge of Villa. Uh, he died in 2008. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And they've had four owners since, so so I might have been a bit out of date there. <laughs> well, speaking of Villa, uh, we saw them draw against City this weekend, which I think was just as shocking as any of the other shocking results. It was a really shocking result. Um, it's a lifeline for Gerrard, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, he has... What now? Out of 25 games, is still only one twelve or whatever I said last yeah, week. Terrible record. Mm. But it, coming up against City and getting a point, 
that's pretty good. But for City, they should have dominated that and knocked. Well, they did dominate. Well, they should have dominated with goals. Then, <laughs> <Yes. shouldn't> they? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it was it was quite shocking. You know, when City took the lead, I was like, the floodgates are going to open. Yep. And I watched the rest of the game, and yes, it was all City, but nothing, just no easy, easy chances. And uh, I was I was shocked when um, Bailey, I think it was, scored for Villa. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, was, I still was shocked. Late at, too, right? It yeah. was real late goal. So, yeah. Well, it wasn't late enough for me. It was I think it was like the 75th minute. Oh. Well, that meant I had to, or something like that, which... I know I had to watch enough of the rest of the game to to feel um, on edge for quite a while. (laughs) Well, we were in the middle of nowhere, Tom and I, this weekend, and I kept trying to get it up on my phone, but there was no service. And then I hit like a pocket somewhere and just on a whim tried to check while we were getting food. And all of a sudden I saw the the result. We were at this market (laughs) fair thing. It was was a bizarre experience. It was an (laughs) eye-opener. Anyway, uh, Spurs... I did see a Chelsea shirt there. Someone put a stick on the bike. Yeah, there was a Chelsea... There was there was one other one. I forget what it was, but I, I saw two football shirts there. There was the Chelsea one and someone else. I was surprised. I wasn't the only one. Um, Spurs 2, Fulham 1. Any thoughts? Uh, Spurs. They're going to be Spurs. Yeah. Keep grinding it out. You know, yeah. they're, they're right up there in uh, third place right now. Play terrible, but have got the results. And... Um, yeah. Was it two goals for Kane in that game? I can't remember, but uh, but uh, but yeah, um, it's always somebody. Uh, I guess that's a sign of a good team. You had Kovaleski early in the season, then Kane. Somebody just keeps popping up with goals for them, and uh, they uh, at third place is way better than they have played. Oh yeah, yeah. by far. Yeah, I was I, I was shocked when we first pulled the table up. I was looking up and down, and going, "Where are Spurs now?" And then looked at the top and went, "Wasn't expecting that." Because no. um, I don't like watching them. We've talked about that. Conte's brand of football is boring. boring. It is boring. Boring. Tom really has it out for Spurs. I don't have it out do you know what? quite as a, much, but you really do have it out for them. You know what? I've got a few mates that are Spurs friends, and I've been to old White Hart Lane, and it was a good atmosphere and whatever else, but oh my gosh, they're boring games. <laughs> well, they the last boring. game I went that was actually entertaining was a 3-3 draw with Newcastle at White Hart Lane. That'll tell you how long ago it was. Well, I'm going to say they used to be really interesting with uh, Ricardo Villa and Ozzy Adelius. No? Nobody? Nobody? No. Sorry, oh, Ricardo Villa and Ozzy Adelius, fantastic. Glenn Hoddle was playing for them at the time too. It was a great team in the 80s. Yeah. But yeah, they were entertaining back then. Um, these days by the way the last time they won it Nick was like 1960 or 1962 I know they're, they're the unluckiest team in the Premier League or whatever I know Pur- I've, I've heard Purgatory yeah. Said Purgatory yeah exactly well they yeah. get the just desserts if it's uh, um, <laughs> if it's Tom speaking he's speaking of London teams still at the top of the table um, we have Arsenal well they just dropped some points losing 3-1 to United yeah, rejuvenated United? Rejuvenated? I don't know. As long as they keep Harry Maguire off the pitch, which we saw he got booked within, like, what, one minute of coming on? I believe uh, it was. Yeah. Oh, God, he's terrible. Um, from what I saw that game, that was on the background for me. So, United looked good on the on the attack, but I think if Arsenal had their shit together, they would have been a better result out of that, maybe even a draw, but a better team would have beaten United. Uh, I... I do agree with you. Arsenal did have plenty of chances. I will say that Anthony looked great. The yeah. new signing for for United looked very, very good. And Rashford scoring goals too. You got two did you see there. Martial in the stands? I did not. He looked no. how sourpuss. Like, <laughs> my position's gone. 
<laughs> When's January window opening? <laughs> uh, yeah. So a little bit disappointing. As much as I don't want to see either of those teams win, obviously, as a Liverpool supporter, I would always pick Arsenal over United. Um, Ronaldo not playing, right? No, he, he, he came on. He, came he on did come on? Okay, almost got a goal late. Yeah. One-on-one with the keeper. He just didn't get them in time. Okay, okay. And Fred? I know those are the three big ones that, that Ten Hag hasn't been playing. Well, they're not Dutch. They're not Dutch. <laughs> you're not Dutch, you don't play. That's how it works, I think. He's so. muscling everybody out. So maybe we're going to get... Uh, I, there's been a few teams in history that have played um, you know, everybody from one country. Arsenal and, uh, with French. Yeah, Arsenal were French. Um, there was the Cuban national team played in the German second division and got relegated, um, <laughs> which Castro sent them all over there. But that was all the players from one country. So, uh, so weird fact. It's um, a weird fact. So, so yeah, but um, but yeah, Ten Hag's trying to get an all Dutch team. That's all right, crazy. Well, as long as no one else has anything to say about the previous week's results, let's take a quick break. Yeah? Sounds, Sounds good. good. And we're back. Uh, let's look at Champions League. We got our first round of games this week after we saw the group draws. Now, we didn't discuss this last week, so let's briefly just kind of take a glance over the, the group stages and... See who we think has the tougher matchups versus some of these that are just, they're, they're going to be, uh, you already know what's going to happen. Uh, Group A, where we find Liverpool, yes, Ajax, Napoli, Rangers, and our beloved Red Men. When I was a kid, I used to think Ajax, as in like the cleaner, <laughs> and I was like, why are they never sponsored by Ajax? <laughs> I thought you were, were going to go with, um, wasn't it um, Asterix and Obelix and uh, the uh, the cartoon strip and was it? The, the, oh, yeah. Asterix, the, uh, yeah, the, the French, yeah, yeah, the French, uh, the Gaul, uh, yeah, yeah. Ajax was a was a character in there too. So, but again, probably before both of your times. I, I have the book somewhere upstairs. It is I, before my time. I do not have. It's a, book. a comic book <laughs> reference. Come on, man. I know. Asterix, really? Ah, that's uh, the, one. Well, the only thing I know is 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 what. Look it up this week. <laughs> the only Asterix I know is the one next to uh, Roger Maris's sixty-one home runs. It's Aster. Yeah. Okay, we'll go for it. All right. So, <laughs> so. Okay, um, Napoli are against us this week. I think that's going to be our toughest game of that. Ajax might come up against us a little bit. Ajax is a tough squad. Yeah, but Ten Hag is taking all the good players. I was going to say they lost some people. Um, but Ajax, do you remember that game against Spurs when we won the, the Champions League? Mm-hmm. Remember that game against Ajax? Was, was it back and forth against Spurs? Was that the... No. Well, semi-finals? We had Barcelona. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think their semi-final was better than our semi-final. Yeah. The Spurs and Ajax over yeah. us versus Barca? Yeah. 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 Really? Spurs scored late, late to knock them out. And yeah. um, it was yeah, massively dramaful in both the semi-finals. It literally was one day after the other. Oh, my yeah. God. It was yeah. crazy. A lot but of yeah, heart um, But I think you're right. It's not the same Ajax team that, no. that, that, that was. Um, the I think we're going to finish bottom of the group. You think so? I do. He's saying that, so we finish top of the group. Well, maybe God, we do, I and I hope so, but um, I am At not... At give us third. We get into the conference league. Well, maybe, maybe. you see us struggling against Rangers? I do see us struggling against Rangers, but only because they're a little bit like Everton. They play blue. They're going to give everything. <laughs> yeah. They're shit. <laughs> but we're still going to struggle. 
Okay. All right. I like it. I like Mr. it. Optimism over here. What uh, change now? I yeah, mean, I've, I've right. predicted a win in every uh, freaking game. Are we, we going to talk about the Napoli game now? Our first fixture. Yeah, yeah. Let's Wednesday? let's sure. go for it. Okay, before well, we I'm just going to go with our result first of all. It's going to be one nil Napoli. One nil Napoli. All right. So, little history on Napoli. We've played them four times since 2018. We have lost uh, or drawn. We've only won one. Uh, 2019 we drew them and 2019 we lost against them 2-0 they're currently second in their league in the Serie A 12 goals out of 12, uh, 5 games uh, 3 wins 2 draws no losses mm-hmm. uh, so yeah that's them right now uh, I don't recognise a player on the field belong to them so I couldn't tell you who to look out for but I don't think they're going to end high in their league uh, I think they're going to be like 4th AC Milan will run away with that but Against us, they'll come against us considering that we thrashed them 5 0 at Anfield. <laughs> yeah, I really don't have anything to say. I, uh, um, I think we're going to struggle on our travels in, uh, in Europe. I, you know, I hope I'm wrong. The, the best thing we can hope to bring back is a good pizza. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with our current form, I could see us struggling really, really badly in Europe. I don't, I don't know that. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like, to, to your point, Ajax is not the same Ajax that we saw even just last year. So I think we could beat them. Rangers, you're right. We'd, we'll, they're going to play us like hell, but I can I can see us grinding out some some some. Well, we're clearly too. stronger. Our oh, squad yeah. is clearly stronger. We have more it's, talent. It's not, But it's not about that right. this year. Um, we've had more talent than, than Everton. We've had, you know. So yeah, we will see. Yeah. Yep, I, yep, I'm yep. saying we win 1-0 against Napoli. I have 2-1. This one. week? Yeah. 2-1 uh, for you? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. I have 2-1, well, but right, I have guys. Darwin up front. All right. Yeah, that's not going to work out. Uh, let's go to Group B. <laughs> uh, Porto, Atletico, Bayer, uh, Leverkusen, and Bruges. I like seeing Leverkusen back in the Champions League. I'd miss them. They were good back in the day, and I like them back again. A bit like Deportivo La Coruña. They were great. Back I just like saying it. Deportivo La Coruña. <laughs> I like Bruges because of the movie. <laughs> uh, and we do, we were just talking uh, during the break um, about how much we hate watching Atletico Madrid because of their... Diego. Their... Diego Simone. You know, for me, he kind of embodies the shit housing we saw this week from Newcastle. It's all embodied in one man. I, yeah. I really do not like that guy. And it isn't just because of Beckham's... It, it's sending not, off. It's not because what? of Beckham sending Beck- off in the 90... What was it, 98? You said 98. 98. It's not because of that. It's because he takes all of the fun out of football. Yeah. He just makes it such a boring, niggly game. So what he should I do is become the manager him. of Spurs. <laughs> And maybe they can get Harry Maguire in the transfer window too. So <laughs> everything, everything, all in one place. <laughs> everything we hate about football. No, I couldn't agree more. I hate watching them play. And usually for Champions League, I watch every single matchup, regardless of who's playing in it. Atletico, it, it is just an absolute chore. The, to the get one, their matches. well, the, the two games I like every year of watching there is Atletico against uh, Real, and only because oh. I. Uh, I don't want Real to win anything because they win everything. So uh, it's so, nice yeah, seeing the them old, get frustrated. Yeah, that's the only time I root for them. Plus, my uh, my my buddy Alex lives in Madrid, and uh, um, he's, he's from Madrid, and he's an Atletico fan. So always have to root for him. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. They played we, uh, we, City pretty tough last year too. That was fun to watch. Pep losing his mind on the on the sideline. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, I think that Atletico will come out of that, and Porto probably will come out of that. Mm-hmm. Group C, group of this is this is the champions, death group. By the look of it. Yeah, yeah, this is the well, death group. Well, Inter didn't win their last season last year. AC Milan won their season last year. Uh, but Milan versus Barca would be interesting. Mm-hmm. But Munich could run away with the game. So you're not giving Victoria Plzen the Czech um, runners-up, I think they are, or Czech Cup winners. I think it's the Czech Cup winners is how they call it. I think he's fourth in that league. I would love for them to win the San Siro, just to win the San Siro. <laughs> Sorry, San Siro, what am I saying? The Bernabeu. It'll be interesting to see Barca and Bayern play because of their whole drama with uh, Lewandowski over the transfer window. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that could make for some interesting little bits of drama. Uh, plus, great. they're both great teams. Munich's going to run away with that. Yeah, I have a feeling you're yeah. right. Well, they may be, they make it a bit tough this week with the Inter Bayern game. They may that you know they're away at Inter this week. I can see them struggling a little bit there. A draw maybe, but I do think Bayern are going to run away. With yeah, it. the next group, Group D, I think is the toughest group of the lot. They're all crap, <laughs> but they're competitive with one another. Yeah. Right. Well, hold on. What's, who's in the next group? You haven't told us yet, Tom. Frankfurt, Spurs, Sporting, and Marseille. I'd like to see Marseille come out of that because they deserve it. Uh, they deserve to be better than what they are. They were a better team. Okay, okay. Marseille have a great history. Yeah. They got relegated to the second or third division after their financial um, misappropriations. Yeah. They were the Rangers of France. They were, um, which, yes. And uh, now they're back as uh, as our Rangers. Um, yeah, I've, I've never... Never really had a soft spot for any of those teams in that group. Um, I guess if I who I want to come out, I can't believe I'm going to say it, but probably Spurs, just because it helps the coefficient, so we keep the Champions League places. Yeah, yeah. Just for I, anybody I mean, who doesn't know, um, the the number of places awarded to each country is based on your recent success, and so if British teams do well, then they keep more places in the Champions League. So that's my only reason for wanting Spurs to 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 do well. As good a reason as ending. Uh, group E, Tom. What do you got there? Milan, Chelsea, Salzburg, and Dynamo Zagreb. Um, I think AC Milan will come out of that on top, and it, then it's between Chelsea and Salzburg, and who could do worse there and come in second or third? Be easy to root for AC Milan with uh, our beloved Divacarigi finding well, a actually, home there. Um, Milan are a squad that's building. Uh, they weren't doing so great. Even Giroud scored this weekend for Milan. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they beat Inter, so I don't see why they're not going to struggle in the Champions League against Bayern or Barcelona. But AC Milan to run away with that uh, group, I think. We'll see. We'll see how Chelsea um, mature. And, um, you know, I think Tuchel's project is coming together there. And so... You know, it's, I think it's going to be a, a, a scrap for the top spot there. All right. All right. Next group, F. Real Madrid, Leipzig, Shakhtar Donetsk, and Celtic. A clear winner, Celtic. <laughs> Celtic to win the group? Win the group. Win the whole thing. Champion, <laughs> Champions League. Celtic. Oh, I would love to see Celtic <laughs> as champions of Europe. They, well, they were twice. Uh, I know. Uh, 1967, I want to say, was the last time they won it. First British winners of, yeah. uh, yes, they uh, are. of the European Cup, as it was called. No kidding. In all seriousness, they're not coming out of that. Uh, Real Madrid's going to walk away. Yeah. It, it'll it's be, be Real see. and probably Leipzig. It's Shakhtar or Celtic who's going to the Europa. Yeah. How and do you feel about Leipzig? I'm sorry, Nick, for cutting you off. No, how no, do you no, feel no. about Leipzig? The whole. Uh, yeah, you got Red Bull Salzburg, Red Bull Leipzig. I don't. Got, uh, they've got. Don't they have like a? No, forgive my ignorance here. Don't they have like a Red Bull system? 
Yes. It's kind of across Bull, New, York, yeah. New York. So yeah. they, they went to the London Red Bull team at one point. And they all kind of play similarly, don't they? Well, yeah, they also just kind of share players and transfers and things. And so it's... um, it's We got Keita from Leipzig. We did, yeah. And we got Minamino from Salzburg. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just... Um, those corporate-owned teams, they don't sit very well with me. But I guess I feel better about them than I do about state-owned oh, um, for teams sure. like yeah. Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, no question there. But there's got to be sorry, something. Sorry, the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Saudi Arabia or whatever the official. Oh, sure, is. sure. Yeah, we'll call it. Yeah, Northern, Northern Rock. Whatever makes you feel better about sports wash. There's a Northern Rock somewhere in Saudi Arabia. That's all I know. <laughs> um, I I would like to see Shakhtar do well in that group, um, but. Yeah, it it seems it just because of the Ukraine thing. It's kind of cool to see a team in there. Are they? I mean, football's restarted in Ukraine. Are they playing their games in Ukraine, Shakhtar? They are, and there is a lot of weird controversy because a lot of players. There was something weird with FIFA where they they weren't letting transfers come and go, or or a lot of players. Every every team lost all their foreign players. Yeah, there was a lot of shenanigans. And I think Shakhtar was actually at the forefront of that because they stood to lose the most. Well, and they're, yeah, they're the most yeah. wealthy team in the uh, Ukrainian league. Yeah, so there's some kind of legal business going on there. I think. Yeah, I don't know all the information, so I don't want to. I don't want to speak out of turn, but I know that there's something shaky going on there. So, uh, but that's that's Real Madrid's. So Group G. Uh, Another toughie. Yeah, Man City, Sevilla, Dortmund, and Copenhagen. Stroll in the park from City. They can win it with their B team. Mm-hmm. Dortmund to be second, Sevilla to be third. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Group H, PSG, Juventus, Benfica, and Hafia. So that's a tough group. There's some good teams in there. Uh, Hafia is going to come last. Uh, aren't they Israeli? Yeah. Yes, they are. Not their first rodeo. No, definitely not. Uh, Benfica. Did not get better. Yeah. But it's going to be Juventus, I think, is going to come out of that. PSG will struggle against Juventus. You think they'll bottle it? In, um, in Italy, I think PSG will bottle it. Interesting. So first game this week is uh, PSG Juve, but at, at PSG. So a uh, Juve winning um, in Paris? No, I think it's going to be a, a stale, stalemate, and then it'll be decided in Italy. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I I probably agree that uh, Juve are going to win that that group. But I'll uh, be rooting Juve, but I, I, it's so hard to to look at what PSG does and think that they're not going to win. The problem I find with PSG is that. They're the only team. Okay, Lille did okay uh, recently, but really, it's the they play against such easy opponents mm-hmm. week in week out that I think they find it really difficult to then play the tough opponents in the Champions League, particularly in the later stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah agreed. We see it every year that Liga One is no challenge to them, mm-hmm. considering their front it's three. FIFA and easy, and a lot yeah. of people have said that. That's yeah. why they don't go there. And before anybody tells me what we need is a European Super League, no, we don't. No, no, no. no. No, 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 no. We are not. We are very strong opposition to that. If you want a Super League, you create a whole different system. Do not touch what's in place. Create a whole different system, like a franchise. Well, they we have, have a Super League. It's called the Champions League. And you take yeah. players from non-league teams and you deal with that. That's your Super League. <laughs> Put money into teams that need money. <laughs> Radical idea. I'd like to explore this some point. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. Okay, so is there anything else we wanted to discuss? Do we want to do maybe some score predictions? Who's going to win the whole Champions League? Who's going to win it all? Uh, My final four teams, I think that will be up there, will be Bayern, Bayern, AC Milan, Madrid, 
probably us. <laughs> I, I I have us in 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 the the final four as well. Yeah. Man City. I think they're going to bottle it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Same. AC Milan. Wait, does Holland create any confidence that City will actually punch through this year? Yes. I think so, right? See, yes, he's doing amazing things in the Premier League, but where was he? Like, he was doing amazing things at Dortmund, but he wasn't doing those things in the Champions League. But he has a whole team of superstars around him now. It's different. Doesn't, Doesn't he have, like, six Champions League goals? Yeah, it was something like that. I mean, he's he's not a stranger to the competition. He knows European football. Maybe I just don't want him to do well. I, I, I mean, it is. I definitely hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, but I, I kind of agree with your final four. What, who were you saying, Neil? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. That's okay. Um, we, I think, City, Bayern, Real, and Juve. And I'm, oh, Juve. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, anything else on Champions League? No, none for me. All right. All right, let's take a quick break and look at the uh, Premier League fixtures coming up. And welcome back, listener. Let's look ahead to Liverpool versus Wolves. So we'll start off with our lineups. I have Allison and Goal. Trent, Me too. <laughs> Matip, Verge, Rabo. My midfield, this is where it gets dicey because uh, I don't know if we're going to have Thiago or not. So I'm just going to leave him out. Uh, and I have Elliot, Fabino, and Milner. And then my front three are going to be Salah, Diaz, and I have Jota in the middle starting. I like the way he looked. I, I, I thought even though it was only about 10 minutes, he, he looked pretty... Uh, Pretty strong coming out of the gate against Everton. So that's your Wolves lineup. That's my Wolves lineup. Um, we play Napoli earlier in the week. So we play them on Wednesday. I've got a little bit of difference here. So I forget we were talking during one of the breaks about our new transfer in Artur. 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 Um, and we also have to mention that Carvalho uh, picked up a knock against Everton. Caught a flying knee right into the middle of his quad and he's got a dead leg on the muscle above his knee so he'll probably be out he's for sure going to be out against Napoli I'd yeah. say and then probably is going to miss time for Wolves as well he might be on the bench for Wolves um, dead legs come yeah. and go depends how quick he gets over muscle relax he's young so yeah. Yeah, it makes a difference yeah true true ice bath <laughs> I would love to have him in both of these teams but unfortunately that will not be the case and with Tiago still having kind of a question mark. I like... So my team against Napoli is mostly the same. Uh, Allison, Trent, Matip, Verge, Rabo. Uh, the midfield is where it gets dicey. If Tiago's available, I'll have him there. But if not, I'd like to see uh, Arthur uh, slot in there somewhere. I want to see what he's made of. I want to see what Klopp can do with him. Mm. And then up front, I've got Salah, Darwin, and Diaz. Gotcha. So for Wolves, I have the same back line as you. Trent, Matip. Uh, Verge, Robbo, uh, Elliot, Fabinho, Milner, Jota, Nunez, Diaz. Oh, okay. Took, took out Salah. Interesting. Interesting. Neil? So I too have taken out Salah for one of these two matches, but I'm taking him out against Napoli. And so um, Ali at the back, TAA, VVD. I'm actually going Matip against Napoli. And then um, some resting Gomez against Napoli. 
but I am bringing Gomez back in for the Wolves game, and then Robbo completing the back four against Napoli. Um, also against Napoli, I'm toying with Artur and Fab and Elliot as my midfield, but I may go with Milner. And again, I'm presuming that Thiago is. It's too early, I think, uh, for Thiago in that game. And then up front, I'm dropping Salah. I'm going to put Jota, but Firmino and Diaz. And, oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. I like that's that. That's for Napoli. So that's for Napoli. Yeah. Mm, so. So yeah, I yes, I know I'm not starting Darwin. I have him playing again on Saturday though. Uh, Salah back in the team on Saturday and going with the Salah Darwin Diaz front line against Wolves. Uh, Thiago coming into our midfield. Cavallo back from the injury against Wolves, hopefully. And uh, I'm actually going with Samikas to hold his place against Wolves um, uh, over Robbo midweek. So quite different lineups for me. Yes, squad rotation. Um, having said all of that. I'm expecting us to lose 1-0 to Napoli. And so, um, you know... Is that your first predicted loss? It is my first predicted loss. Ah. Um, So put your money down for a 3-0 win. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I got to say, it was kind of tough for me not putting Gomez in the team because uh, he has looked so good the last couple of weeks. I've been really impressed with his form. Oh, I'm not resting him against Napoli because he's done anything wrong. I'm oh, just no, I know. Because he's he played a lot. A, he needs a rest. Yeah, that's why I put him on. Yeah, he's played a lot of games and he was injured for the last two years on and off. So, right, right. So, yeah. Rotate. Cool. Yeah, I think yeah. it's smart. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, my only change for uh, the Napoli game would be keep Salah on um, because Napoli are not as used to our game, so they might not. You know, try to take him out of the game completely, like Newcastle did or Everton did. So that's the only. It's an interesting point. Yeah, I like that. I like that. They haven't played us recently enough to know our style of play. They're only going to learn from video. Right. So fair. Yeah, I thought you see, uh, Jota starts against Napoli, gives Salah a break now, and um, if we are struggling, then he's a great guy to bring off the bench. Yeah, Yeah. talk about a super sub. Uh, Score predictions against Wolves. Well. Some score predictions from uh, some score results from uh, last year: three-one win and a one-nil th- uh, win for our last two. Uh, so I'm going to go with a two-nil win. I have Liverpool one, Wolves nil. I have three-nil, Liverpool. <laughs> so we all have <laughs> one, the two, optimist. Three. Uh, yeah. One, two, three. One of us has got it. There we right? go. Yeah. Until Wolves scores first again, we concede first again, and then we're all wrong. Um, all right, so let's look ahead at the rest of the Premier League fixtures before we let you go. Uh, Saturday, we have Fulham against Chelsea. 1-1. One, one. Ooh. I know. I know. I like that. I'm going to go 1-0 Chelsea. I've got 3-0 Chelsea. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to bounce back pretty strong after having a tough week last week. Uh, Bournemouth against Brighton. I need to say, when I wrote this score down at first... I was thinking it was Brentford-Brighton, and I was like, whoa, what a tasty fixture. And I thought to myself, can I believe I'm actually saying Brentford-Brighton is a tasty fixture? And, and so I wrote down a, the wrong number, but I, and now I've corrected myself. It's Bournemouth nil, which is all, that's, it's a little bit like 4 power athletic nil on the old video printer days. But um, Bournemouth nil, Brighton 2. Yeah, 2 nil Brighton, I can see that. I had 3 nil Brighton, but it's, it's going to be something nil in favour of Brighton for sure. Uh, Leicester against Aston Villa. Villa to win 1-0. I'm going to have Leicester 1, Villa 1. Ooh. I have 2-1 to Villa. Uh, how about, well, we did Liverpool Wolves. Both of those are crap teams. Yeah, Yeah, I know. It's not going to be a fun game to watch. That that will be the, the, the doo-doo bowl 
<laughs> I took on. Uh, how about Saints against Brentford? Ugh, boring. <laughs> no, Brentford's <laughs> good. Brentford being doing good, entertaining football. Well, I'm considering Brent- Southampton just beat Chelsea, it's going to be a boring nil nil game, I think. Wow. No, Southampton won Brentford too. I have one nil to Brentford. And then we have City against Spurs. Now, let me ask you something about this particular matchup. Is this Spurs... I know they played Chelsea, and that was that was a, a, a pretty good game. But is this their only other true test thus far? Have they played anyone that, that you can call... Well, they played Arsenal. Yeah. Um, no, Spurs haven't played Arsenal yet. They haven't played yet? No, that's in October. Oh, okay. Um, or that's late September, one or the other. Um... I really think that Spurs will be dominated by City for that game. I think so, too. Uh, We'll see the cracks that are in Spurs, for sure. And that Viking up front is going to destroy their back line, I think. Yeah, I predict his third hat-trick. I've got him winning 4-1. Now, Hugo Lloris could come out out of the gates and be a great goalkeeper on the day. And he might save a few, but I think one or two are getting past him. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Nick's getting lost on the difference between baseball and hockey and um, and f- football here because so far you've you've called like a ridiculous number of goals. You've got threes and fours, and you're going all hog wild on the goals. Yeah, last week I had a lot of like really low scores. So and then there was a five two five two. So <laughs> yeah, maybe exactly. Right. So what have you got, guys? I've got four one to City. I don't know. Maybe just a three 0 I don't agree with that. City 2, Spurs 0. Oh, I like yours better. None of us are agreeing today. Usually we're pretty close. Yeah, well, there, was, wrong, there was that but... one week where I think you and I matched yeah, on no, more than half of them. Oh, yeah. I actually got two results right this week. I think I got two right this week as well. Well, that brings you to what? Six? Six, yeah. And brings me to five. All right, we'll have to go. Ooh, ooh, I think I still one. have... I, I think I still <laughs> Don't worry, we're still counting yours. I don't think I have any. You have one, I think. Do I? Yeah, I don't think uh. he does. I, I was yeah, going to say, I don't think I'm being okay. nice to him then. Here you are. <laughs> Next results. Anyway, uh, uh, fixtures. Uh, Arsenal against Everton. Arsenal 3, Everton 0. Arsenal 1, Everton 0. I have 3 1 to Arsenal. Uh, West Ham against Newcastle. Now we're talking high scoring. <laughs> West Ham 0, Newcastle 3. Oh. 0, uh, a 1 1 draw. I've got to go 1 1 draw with that. I have 2 1 to Newcastle. <laughs> Zach looks so good. Yeah. I, uh, and I think Newcastle are coming into their own. Although they did draw nil-nil over the weekend, so we still have no idea who Newcastle is as a football team. Seems to be a common theme this year. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, how about Palace against United? I've got a very, very optimistic result here. With Let me guess, 2-0 Palace? 2-1 Palace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, want, I want a draw out of that. I don't want United to get anything from that, really. So, give us your scores. They're going to win 1 0. <laughs> <laughs> because they're fucking united. All right. And I've got Palace 1, United 1. Oh. And we have one last match on Monday, which is Leeds against Forest. I'm also call, calling a score draw in that, in that one. So, Leeds 2, Nottingham Forest 2. Mm-hmm. I have 2 1 to Leeds. You know what? A, a two-two draw. I'll go with that. I can see that. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of action. Yeah, that yeah could, sounds good. like that's an optimistic way of looking at it. It's gonna be a boring bottom of the league kind of game. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. I'd like a win. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> seems to be the I same want, every week. All I want at this point in time. <laughs> Closing thoughts. Well, um, 
continue to be disappointed by our midfield. Maybe Artur, or however you pronounce it, maybe uh, maybe he can make a difference. Maybe he can revive his career. Um, but uh, revive. But yeah, the man played for Barcelona and Juventus. Yeah, he's he, not has revi- well. he has not done as well since he transferred to Juve, though. Yeah, true. Yeah, he's so, had a pretty steep he, drop off. Also, do you remember the last time we loaned a player in? Because I don't. Well, I think it'd be Ruben Kaz, Kaz- Kabak. Did we actually? He was a loan. He was a loan with an option to buy, and we had no interest in it. Yeah, Ruben Kabak or whatever his name was. Uh, did we? Ozan Kabak, whatever his name was. Do we loan Solanke? In? Yeah, well, I don't think so. That's what no, came so. to mind first, but. Maybe yeah, it's interesting. It doesn't happen very often. We'll know you know next that. week, kids. Well, well, yeah, we'll 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 update you next week. Uh, if that's it, then we will chat to you later. Thanks for listening.